0: on this week's fpl happy hour like it's just a different world for me like the pressure the stress from the games like especially going last three games we've gone three nil up and then obviously drew three all with arsenal three two with wolves and then three two with leicester um i just like so happy at the moment Hello and welcome to the fifteenth episode of our podcast FPL Happy Hour with me Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter.
1: And myself Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda.
0: Rob, how are you, my friend? Yeah, really good.
1: Um yeah, average average week. Um yeah, coming off the back of a wildcard, probably hoped for something better, but I think a lot of people in the same situation. Um especially with those that didn't have the wild card receiving, um, a few complimentary points off the bench. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that. um, with like the rotation at city causing havoc, um, both to like, well, I think it was just generally that game just caused havoc, um, for, for everyone as well as not me, (laughs) not for you. Um, as well as like other random um, last minute benchings or injuries or um, stuff. So, yeah, just more of 2020, 2021 uh, season FPL, I think. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, I had a good week and we'll talk about that in a bit more (laughs) detail soon, uh, both as a hammer and as a FPL wildcarder. So yes, very happy, very happy indeed. Um, Right. So on tonight's episode, um, we going to cover um, uber differentials with you so players under five percent ownership we've picked two defenders two midfielders and two attackers that we're going to talk to you in more detail about um, a lot of people are going to be chasing the mini leagues and want to last flurry for the end of the season so we, we thought we'd pick out some players that we think have a really good shot of helping you move up those mini leagues um we'll then look back uh well sorry before that we'll look back at how we did last week um and then we'll talk a little bit about what our plans are for next week um we have our live stream as usual on thursday and on thursday we'll be doing our 5v5 uh we'll be picking players that we think are good for game week 32 yeah um and the double game week so rob let's have a look at your team how did you do last week
1: Um, so for me, it was 51 points, I think in the end, um, 53 points in the end. Um, so yeah, the Leno bringing him in on the wildcard, but lots of others did. Um, so yeah, that clean sheet, um, was, was fairly comfortable in the end. Um, Rudiger. Um, that was disappointing. Um, Benteke scoring Palace's only shot of the game. Um, but I could probably consider myself lucky that I wasn't one of the ones that doubled up on the Chelsea defence. Um, I think yeah, those that doubled up it would be really disappointing um, not to come away with that clean sheet. Um, Romain says six points. Um, yeah, another solid clean sheet um, for him. Um, I think it was Semedo that picked up nine points though. Um, but yeah, he's the, he's probably like the most premium option of the Wolves defenders. Um, probably hasn't shown great value, but I think we'll touch on him later on. Um, then yeah, Phillips from Liverpool two points, but I'm not too fussed about that. I, I wasn't expecting, um, lots of clean sheets from Liverpool between now and the end of the season. And it was just, but I thought he had the best chance out of my remaining three, Shaw, and um, him to get a clean sheet this week. Um, then my midfielders, Jota, Fernandez, uh, two points each. Um, Bruno, I think, yeah. When United score three times, you, you'd think Bruno will be, um, a part of something um, in there, but I think it was, it was all about um, a certain Frenchman um, in a lot of the build up to the three goals. Although Bruno did um, assist the assist um, and it confused a lot of people. um, When FPL uh, tweeted uh, Fernandez assist Greenwood goal uh, for Cavani's uh, the third goal in the United Spurs game um yeah it was I've I think what was I don't I'd taken my eye off the game for like a couple of minutes and then saw the come back into the room and it was like third goal and like saw the notification on my phone and I was like oh nice um Bruno assist I was like yep yeah, happy with that and then um then the It was replay, clearly a
0: Cavani goal yeah
1: <laughs> the replay came up and I was like oh yeah that's that's what, what's going on there right. um uh salah captain paid off um he got his goal uh yeah i, I didn't want to gamble on anyone else um yeah and i thought he was the best out of the like super premiums um best captaincy option and he rewarded me uh netto one pointer and really disappointing um i think we we spoke about him a lot over the last two or three weeks and We kind of, we've tipped, we tipped him to finish the season strongly, especially with the Wolves fixtures over the next three or four weeks. And it's really disappointing that he's got injured and it looks like he's out till next season Um, when, yeah, we thought, yeah, there's returns in him. So he's, I think he's a problem I'd like to fix um, sooner rather than later um, with an aggressive move that we'll chat about later um Jesse Lingard Lingardino, um, Jesse Messi Lingard Messi Lingard um all of the things are just amazing again um, I'm going to he- chat about him in a minute lif- lifting the bar higher and higher and higher um yeah he's been brilliant and um there's there's already um lots of talk now and I think they they asked him in the post match Uh, his post-match interview like don't you want to be part of
0: and he ignored the up question yeah
1: um but but, uh, I mean it's one of those that I think is they they spoke about it a bit um on the Gary Neville podcast um after Sunday evening's game and they they said that like I said it's it's a no lose situation for Jesse Lingard or United, like whether they, they can keep him as part of their, um, like 20 man squad that, and use him as, um, a rotation and be part of certain games and part of like, just be that backup in the midfield, or he can go to West Ham and be, um, the, the top main man. man, but be the main man, but maybe not challenging for the Premier League which next year I expect United to be wanting to challenge for the Premier League so it's it's one of those like if, I think if he stays at West Ham like any we went to West Ham I think if he was looking towards the World Cup in 2022 um, then he'd want to stay at West Ham um because he'll start more he'll be playing every game um and well, if he can keep he up with... his yeah um
0: gone throw it,
1: yeah, if he can like keep up this form and move, bring it into next season at West Ham and be playing in Europe, um, yeah, he'd. You've got to think that um, yeah, the twenty twenty two World Cup, he's he's going to be in Gareth Southgate's fort. So I think he might just miss out on the Euros, even though like you, he's got a very strong case to be like going into the Euros because he's got the experience as well of being part of the setup that. Uh, went so close to the previous world cup so yeah i
0: think it's after he scored his second goal Shez, who's also one of one of my friends who's a united fan text me and was like yeah his price tag just went up to 80 million now but we'll take him (laughs) for rice and i was like fuck you
1: i think i think
0: (laughs) they're gonna try that
1: i think the destination Declan rice but again if you make um make european football next year i think like especially if so, well, United, if they're, they're going to be in Europe, it's almost a dead cert now next year. But Chelsea has been tipped um, like they want him. Now, if they don't make Europe, why would he go to Chelsea? Um, well, yeah, why would he leave West Ham to go to Chelsea if Chelsea aren't in Europe? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's an interesting um, one with Lingard and Rice. I've, I've got a feeling United will try it and go, right we will take rice and give you maybe um, like
0: 10 million. Um, so league. if if Man City win, win the Champions League, yeah. that means his top five go to Champions League, right? No. I thought that becomes an so the winner gets it plus
1: no, if Chelsea don't make the Champions League. So if Chelsea finish fifth, yeah, and win the Champions League, then uh, five English teams go into the Champions League.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, same with yeah, with Liverpool, um, if they won the Champions League but didn't finish in the top four, then
0: okay, win. I thought we'd get an extra spot.
1: Uh, I think there there is um, something that will actually take away one of the spots, um, but I can't think. Oh, it's if, um, if United or Arsenal win, the Euro- if Arsenal win the Europa League and Chelsea or Liverpool don't qualify in the top four but win the Champions League, then only the top three go f- into the Champions League next
0: year. It's bound to happen, isn't it? It's a, such a West Ham thing <laughs> that we'll finish it fourth happened. and that will happen.
1: It happened, I think it happened to Spurs yeah. when Chelsea won the Champions League. Didn't it didn't happen to Everton. Or no, that was it It happened to Everton in 2012 when, um, Chelsea won the Champions League and they didn't, they didn't get, I think, um, or they, they were put into like the very first qualifying round and then ended up losing or something ridiculous, um, when they could have, should have been straight in the group stage. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Um,
0: Um, it's such a west ham thing
1: <laughs> um it would be, uh, I, yeah i mean i think it's unlikely that it would happen though um arsenal i i've i've got a feeling they're going to struggle on thursday evening um i think slavia prague um have their number um and know exactly what they need to do and i've got a feeling yeah. they're going to steal a steal a famous result for them Um, because this arsenal team haven't got that killer instinct, um, that I think you need in Europe, even at like, even in the Europa league, um, yeah, this late stage, you just need that killer instinct. And if, um, if they don't get beaten by Slager Prague, then Villarreal will beat them. So yeah. Anyway, back to the end of my team. Um, so yeah, Ings disappointed with that, I think the Southampton performance overall was disappointing, um, against West Brom. I was expecting a lot more from them. Um, we've heard the phrase like, on the beach, um, Tom, at uh, WT GTA, um, used it, um, a few times this week, and I think that can be applied to Southampton. They're not going to get relegated. They're not, um, fighting for European places. So yeah, they're just in that sort of middle ground of nothingness. Um, so yeah, no, i I worry, they won the league six months ago, didn't they? Well, is that before or after we smashed them 9-0? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, I, I worry for their assets. Um, yeah, we, we spoke a bit about like James or prowse and Scott Armstrong and um, Nathan Redmond, Danny Ings and it's just like, actually, no, no. and um, yeah, when we talk about our plans for the week coming up, um, yeah, we'll talk about what I'm thinking of doing with um, Ings and in a little combination with Neto Um, and then Harry Kane, two-pointer, again, just disappointing. Um, I expected more from Spurs Um, and I think United. just cancelled him out of the game. He he never really got into the game. Um, I think Fred did a really good job on him, Um, just hassling him constantly. Um, And he wasn't able to sort of dictate the game like Spurs. Um, Like they set up as Kane as their sort of main man. And he kind of dictates the pace of the game for Spurs. And it just never happened for them. Um, The big disappointment is... um, Kalehi in sitting
0: first bench
1: um, wouldn't have
0: happened if he listened to me. I forgot. I predicted, I knew that the, the game was going to be high scoring. I said it on the stream. I was like, this is going to be like a 2 2. <laughs> and then before, um, so James did a live uh stream for um. Planet FPL patrons and I said before the game this is going to be 3-2 either way I don't know which way it's going to be 3-2 but this is going to be like a, this is a 3-2 game hmm. yeah it's um
1: in like Captain Hindsight yeah maybe should have gone with what you said and started him instead of Neto but I did fancy um, Wolves to beat Fulham and who knows what would have happened if he didn't get injured we don't don't know um so i'm gonna put it down as just bad luck um rather than it being a bad decision
0: no that was not bad luck that was a bad decision (laughs) (laughs) i can say when it's a bad luck or bad decision um if you had dallas as second sub or third sub that would be bad luck right hmm. they're playing city you don't expect them to come on Hmm. that wasn't bad luck (laughs) sorry i'm not giving you that one rob (laughs)
1: um and then who else on the bench? Oh, and then Sanchez kept a clean sheet. So, yeah, nice two clean sheets from, um, yeah, I've, I've probably beaten my bench boost. I've probably tripled, like, what my bench boost yeah. was. Um and mine. With Sanchez and Ian Um But, yeah, it was the right thing with Shaw and Masawaku to bench them, which I'm happy I yeah. got that right. Um, yeah, so 53 points a small green arrow, uh, from 103 K to 101 K. <laughs> um, although, um, when I went to sleep last night, I was at 90 K and then the auto subs, um, pushed me back over hundred K, but at one point in the game week, I was at 65 K. So it's, I know that I'm, I'm knocking on the door and i I'm hoping that in the next, um, couple of game weeks, I can really cement myself into that top 100k and start pushing towards the top 50. How did you get along?
0: I had a really good wildcard for my drafts. Apart from my so my second to lot I had two drafts in the end. Uh, One had double uh, Arsenal defence and one had um, sorry what yeah one had Leno instead of Mendy, and Cedric Suarez instead of uh, Rudiger, and then I ended up just basically going triple, triple Chelsea instead. Um, so Mendy in defence, Alexander Arnold, um, who banged in eleven points, Holden who was an auto sub that came in for Alonso, uh, Rudiger two points, Son. Jota, Salah, captain, and then the unstoppable Messi, Lingard. Uh, and then Kane, Iannaccio, and Vardy. Uh, Rafinha, Alonso, and Masuako on the bench. Uh, you know, good wild card in the end. 77 points. Hmm. 250k to 150k. Big green arrow, arrow like massive green arrow. Um, so, yeah, really pleased with that. I want to talk a little bit about West Ham, right? So, as you guys know, I'm a West Ham fan. I put out a tweet the other day. I was so ecstatic after that Leicester victory like as a West Ham fan growing up we don't have many joys right like <laughs> there isn't that's a reality but we know that as West Ham fans it's kind of like we are in the middle we try and uh, you know be as happy as we can when we're doing well but generally we are used to bottom half football yeah in terms of table bottom table i would say generally if we're top table it's a good season um like being fourth now is like nosebleed territory It's 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 so stressful when it comes to watching a game now where it's like you know and and one question i didn't know how to phrase this because it's really difficult to work out how to phrase this is like you're a united fan you're used to being In European football every year, you're used to being in the top six every year. That's kind of like that's bread and butter for you guys, right? I guess as a as a fan like that, if you guys finish top four and don't get trophies, how do you feel? Like, are you happy? Are you elated? Are you kind of like are you like if you were to win a a good game that makes you in the top four or makes you third or second or whatever? does that fill you with a lot of joy in your life and, and happiness because like from my point of view i'm like we're fourth at the moment like every game when we when we win and we play well i'm like so happy it dictates my life at the moment like i'm so elated and like for the whole until monday morning i was like buzzing hmm. is that how is that how you feel like regular fans feel about big clubs or not or is it a case of just yeah i'm i'm happy they won and that's it kind of thing like that i, I was I don't, i'm not sure if i phrased it correctly but or if it makes sense
1: um i think i mean as a united fan um like the my first what 20 years of supporting them um i was very lucky um yeah, from um when i was little i've always known them to be winning trophies, um, and yeah, got to experience some great moments. Um, like in that sort of up until, uh, Alex Ferguson left. And then I think the time we had under David Moyes, um, and then under Louis van Gaal, um, it kind of, it was a real eye, op- like eye opener to what supporting a club should be like. <laughs> Um, I mean, the closest we had to that before was probably like the little barren period where was it between 2003 and 2006 when we didn't win the league. Um, Chelsea won it a couple of times and Arsenal won it. Um, And that was like the closest we'd had to that. And then even in that time, we won the FA cup and the league cup. Um, And then, but then from that moment on we just dominated again for three or four years um but then yeah when we won the fa cup against palace uh under in lvg's last game um yeah there was that elation there um it was because we'd finished top four and it felt like we're back on like the right route um although at the time there was that uncertainty but then um, with LVG, um, staying and he ended up getting sacked that evening, um, after the FA cup final, um, and then Mourinho was announced what, like two or three days later, um, but then that even felt like the right step. Um, and then things under Mourinho, it started off really well. And, um, we won the Europa league. We won the league cup, um, and we kept finished second in the league and it felt like, um yeah, we're on the right track again. Um, but now I think under Ollie, our expectations have been a lot lower. And I remember, um, at Christmas time when we were top of the league, um, it was the first time in a long time that I'd, um, felt really like what you, like what you're talking about This like overjoyment of. Um, your football club where um yeah we were, I actually believed um for like the two or three weeks it was that we were top of the league before city overtook us um that we could challenge for the title and i still think that um we like we're not far off it um now every this season yeah this season um oh, like mate you ain't going to win it this season. Well, no, no, we're not going to win it this season, but we dropped points to West Brom, um, we dropped points to Burnley, we dropped points to palace. That's, that was six points that was dropped in those in three games there. Like those, if we get six points in those three games, then that was it 14 point gap is an eight point gap with a game in hand and then
0: equally City dropped a lot of points at the beginning of oh, the season
1: so, but so did we like, we lost the Palace in our first game of the season
0: so um, is it a case of you only feel like that if you're challenging for the league versus if you're challenging for top four so that that elation that you described sounds similar to how i'm feeling at the moment Hmm. that was when you were competing and you thought that you had a chance of winning the league compared Um, to top four for example
1: i think that second season under lvg um when we won the fa cup and we we were in that like top four battle and we managed to get like, get there on the, in the last couple of games. Um, yeah, that was cause it felt like a bit of a turning point. Um, even though we weren't happy with the way that we were playing football, um, we felt that the club was making the right steps, um, compared to the previous seasons where we'd finished like seventh, sixth, eighth and stuff like that, um, that was probably yeah the only time where I've gone yeah we finished top four get in um but yeah I think that expectation especially at the bigger clubs like um at City like now like for City like the minimum expectation it's like how United were 15 years ago the minimum expectation is winning the league or at least being there or thereabouts the same with Liverpool like the minimum expectation this year would have been to win the league again. Like the way that they dominated last year, they should that they shouldn't have accepted anything uh, less than that. And there's probably like teams like yourselves, like you, I think this season West Ham have propelled themselves from a middle, comfortable middle table team, like, and like, maybe even pushing towards the lower side of the middle to, of the table to actually being, um, on that level with Leicester Everton, like these teams that they, they've just needed that extra little push, um, to get them over a the line into the top four, like Leicester, they fell away late, um, in the day last season. I think they're gonna, I can't see them finishing top four now. I think the way that. They looked after the game, um, on Sunday, it, you could, you could always tell they looked defeated. And the fact that like, they had Casper Schmeichel coming up in the 94th minute up for corners, like you could see how big, um, losing that game was to them. Um, they just look a bit defeated and out of ideas. Jamie Vardy has just disappeared. Um, and like and Inacho seems to be there their main threat now um yeah Vardy's not showing much um of the energy that he has before um
0: it's like it's just a different world for me like the pressure the stress from the games like especially going last three games we've gone three nil up and then obviously drew three all with Arsenal three two with Wolves and then three two with Leicester um I just like so happy at the moment of being a fan and it's uh the boys are doing me proud proud as you know David Moyes has been a revelation Lingard and then just seeing like Declan Rice in the crowd and his reaction to it was like like a fan you know celebrating when we're 3 nil up and then like literally like this when we're like when we're three-two and got five minutes to go, um, yeah, I it's, think it's
1: it's probably the so way that you the way that you've won the games as well. Like as you yeah. said, it's been exciting. You've taken these really strong leads, and like it's like the complete opposite of what we do, like what United do. And they kind of, and it's like been that way for twenty years. Like we'll go one-nil down, two-nil down, or three-nil down, or whatever, and then come back and win it at the death or like this season it's been like this common thing of we'll go 1-0 down at half time and um but by within 10 minutes of the second half we'll be 2-1 up um and then
0: we'll end up winning comfortably if we end up finishing top four David Moyes has to get manager of the season yeah I I has to has to if we finish top four like that has got to be the best achievement in the league this season by anyone
1: well, unless Big Sam manages
0: to claw West Brom out of relegation.
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that, um, that is a possibility. If that right, happened, that would be that would be he's, on par. That would be on par. I think
1: if, if Newcastle didn't win at the weekend, um I think West Brom would have had a had a chance, they'd have been like within five points. Um yeah. but I think eight points is still it's just a bit too much, but we've seen great escapes. Leicester did it. Um yeah.
0: And
1: then won the league the next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I I can't think of any other manager in the league that would deserve it more than David Moyes, um, yeah. just for what he's done and with the budget that he's had. Um, like the players that he's brought in have been just perfect to do those different roles at the at in the club. Um, and I think the final piece in the puzzle was Jesse Lingard. Just having yep. that that special bit of energy of a player that's got the experience of um, competing at that
0: end of the table, um, and I just can't believe how wrong I was. Like I keep thinking about it. You know, <laughs> I I was not happy with not not that I was was unhappy with the Jesse Lingard me, but I wasn't excited about it um, just because I didn't think much of him to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And I said that before. Like I'm just so Happy that he's proved me completely wrong, like completely wrong, and I'm like I'm very happy that he's proved me wrong. i think I always if, wanted to prove me wrong.
1: Would you would you argue if at the end of the season you'd made top four and he was named your player of the season?
0: no just,
1: And he's come in in January and just gone. Yeah, I'll be your player of the season. I I, I cannot
0: think of anyone. If,
1: like there's there's few players that have.
0: Declan Rice has got to be up there. Yeah, uh, Rice. Rice has got to be up there. Bonner was injured for a bit. He was great at the beginning of the season. Um, Suchek, Sofout, they're all good contenders. But, you know, and this was interesting, right? So I was listening. I know we're going completely off topic of (laughs) SPL. We don't normally do this, but it's good to kind of talk about it. Um, So, Dimitri Pryor, yeah? Massive player for us. Came in, smashed it um He scored, and in forty six games, how many goals do you think he scored? Forty
1: six games, probably like 15 20.
0: So eleven goals he
1: scored. Eleven. I, I, eleven goals. I was. I, I right. didn't want to say. I was going to say like ten. But I thought no, right. he scored more than that.
0: So, so I'm going to double check this, right? So, yeah, eleven goals in forty eight games, right? Um, and. Everyone says, Oh, big impact, massive, you know, and he has he was like he was a massive player for us, hugely influenced. I know he got a lot of assists as well. Um, huge, huge player for us. Jesse Lingard, how many goals has he scored in eight games? What's he got ten. Nine goals in eight games. Nine goals. So Pyatt scores eleven and forty six. Jesse's <laughs> got nine and eight. Like he he has had more of an impact for for West Ham than Payet did. Now, it's not me trying to compare the players and say one's better than the other or anything like that. It's just me saying of how much of an impact he's had and how much, you know, everyone was raving about Payet being for the Ballon d'Or and this and that and the other. And I'm not saying Jesse, she's contender for the Ballon d'Or or anything. What I'm saying is his impact for us, I would argue, is more then pirates
1: impact yeah i think it's especially in in four months especially if you if you i think even even if you you didn't make the champions league but you're in europa league next season i think even then that impact is is still a positive thing because it means the club's moving in the right direction um i think if yeah if you were told at the beginning of the season that yeah you're going to have a roller coaster of a season where you at one point, you thought you were going to get Champions League, but you got Europa
0: League instead. You'd just, you'd happily take Thursday nights, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, So it's actually it's eight goals in nine games, not nine um, goals in eight games. But either either way, look, I think yes, I would take Europa League. I'm not going to lie, I would be disappointed now if there was going to be a part of me now. We're fourth, you know. And to be fair, we were fourth when Jesse Ling, when we signed Jesse Lingard, but we have had injuries since, right? So Lingard has helped a lot. Um, And I don't know if we would have maintained being fourth without Jesse, so definitely helped. Huge, huge impact. But there is a part of me that we're fourth, we can almost taste it. I would be, not unhappy, I don't know what the word is, but I would be disappointed if we didn't finish in the Champions League spot, but I would still be very happy with Europa League, right? I'm still in kind of that dreamland territory where I don't think we will get top four, but another part of me looks at it and goes, you know i've looked at the last we've got seven games left i think we can get 15 points at least from those last seven games i think yeah we've we've got we've got chelsea and everton which are tough fixtures um and then outside of that we've got burnley newcastle burnley newcastle brighton southampton west brom we should be getting three points from each of those games i think
1: yeah i think you You cannot lose any of them i think you can only afford to drop points in one or maybe two and you can only drop points if you're going to drop points in two one of them has to be the chelsea game yeah because you and yeah you like if you draw against chelsea i think that's a good result still um yeah because they're not they're not gaining on you but then you, you like you've got to be worried about um yeah liverpool have started to pick up results. Like they're not playing. They're still not playing well, but they're just grinding out results. Um, and I think if you can like this weekend, um, like Leicester have got West Brom now, if Leicester slip up again and, uh, drop points against West Brom, it could happen, um, and you can get up there and get into third and um, give yourself that like almost like a little buffer
0: um, yeah I think that Newcastle game is a must win yeah. you have to win that
1: because I think yeah that Newcastle game um, like Chelsea, it's not easy you know
0: the way that they played against Burnley now they've got St Maximum and Wilson I, it's, that's not going to be an easy I game
1: can, I can see you going 3-0 up and it finishing 3-2 it <laughs> yeah um, like yeah I've, I think your next two games like Newcastle if you can come out the next two with six points I think that sets West Ham up
0: really well oh, it's um, six points against Ch- what Chelsea I don't know if we we'll beat Chelsea I'll take a point at Chelsea
1: well, f- four points from the next two
0: yeah four points from the next two
1: yeah. so if, if you draw against Newcastle you have to beat Chelsea yeah
0: like,
1: um yeah I think yeah you can only drop points twice I don't think you can lose the rest of the season because chelsea and liverpool will be ready to just jump in i'd, I'd still i'd i'd still say chelsea and liverpool are the favorites for third and fourth
0: if we beat newcastle and this is a big if and we beat chelsea and like we've got to finish top four like i would be fuming if we didn't make top four after beating chelsea yeah i think I would be really disappointed. Um,
1: Yeah, you've got, I mean, you've got Burnley, like one of these on-the-beach teams, Um, Everton still with an outside chance of Europa League, but I I can't see it now. They've fallen away quite dramatically. Brighton on the beach, West Brom in 37. Now, if West Brom has somehow managed to close it down to um, a point or two, like that could be your second-hardest fixture in, in the running like Chelsea being the hardest West Brom away um, in 37 could end up being your like the next hardest fixture um, and then I think like I think that if you can be in the top four after game week 37 then you will be in your next season in the Champions League I think 38 Could you
0: imagine think- that West Ham in the Champions League I think 38
1: I think 38 that home game against Southampton, there'll be fans in the ground, you will win. Like I don't I'd have no doubt about you getting the result in 38. But in 37. Um, yeah, West Brom away. If there's fans there, if the 37 fixtures get moved into the midweek to get fans, that could be a tough game. Like West if Brom we away.
0: if we go into 38 needing to win for Champions League, I will be captain England God 100% <laughs> as long as he's not injured obviously he, like 100% I'm captaining Lingard
1: I, I already I'm cap. I'm, I've already said I'm captaining Aguero
0: against Everton in
1: 38 <laughs> But um, yeah it'll be Lingard I mean he, I don't think he's leaving anyone's FPL teams is he really um, I think you'd be really really silly to sell him now
0: um, J- just a quick one on West Ham assets right um, just to go back to FPL quickly Um, I didn't pick him as one of my differentials, but I think Bowen is worth a really good shout. He's playing in that centre-forward position, um, goal and assist on the weekend, played really, really well. Um, Antonio on the grapevine is probably going to be out for four weeks. Um, If you haven't got Lingard, I would say it's worth getting Lingard. but if you want someone else to double up on on that on that West Ham run after Chelsea, we've got uh, as we said Burnley, Newcastle, Ever- uh, sorry Burnley, Everton, West Brom. We've got really good run of fixtures within that last five. I think doubling up on Bowen and Lingard isn't a bad shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, a decent shout.
1: Um, yeah, so no, I've looked at and thought about because um, yeah, I mean he was really impressive the other day. Um, and I mean, he's been impressive all season, but I think when Lingard came in, um, I think Moyes struggled to get that combination because he, he wanted to be playing Antonio. And then that partnership with Antonio and Lingard in the first few games was really good. Um, and yeah, I think Moyes was like, just trying to work it all out. Um, and like he pulled off a few like really good games, like tactically. Um was it against Villa when he doubled up on that right hand side um with um the two defenders against, on, Grealish. against Grealish and stuff like that. Like it just meant that and I think you did you tried to do the same against uh Arsenal and well and it worked on a Bamiang, like kept him out of the game. Um but yeah, it's it's meant that he hasn't been able to played Bowen, Lingard, Antonio, Benrah, like all of the forwards. Um, but now that not there, he's going to get the minutes. And I like, if, if it's four weeks for Antonio, then he's pushing it to be playing by the end, like starting by the end of the season. Isn't he really?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the other thing as well, Cresswell's out for a couple of weeks, but the good news is that old Bonner's back. So O'Bona should come straight back into the team this weekend um, and that will f- he'll fill in for Cresswell at uh, left centre-back. Um, so I think that's really good news because our defence has been shaky. Um, you know, we've conceded seven in the last three. You know, we've scored nine, but we've conceded seven. So um, that's really going to help us with O'Bona back.
1: Yeah, I think they'll probably lead him to like towards the end of the season, playing keeping with that um five especially with rice out um yeah staying with that five at the back um so that you've got that bit of solidity. Um I think in the end um on Sunday like that showed just being out having that like the three centre halves um it just showed that like just unless they had no way for it. Like they didn't have many like many, if any, big chances. Like in actual So should
0: we be talking about now Noborn born Suchek versus Ndidi and Tielemans rather than Rice and Suchek? <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's one for pre- one for pre season. Anyway Um right, let's move on to our topic uh we've spoken wow 45 minutes on that um okay so uber differentials so first off let's go with um defenders yep so i chose uh samedo and you've gone for ricardo Pereira. so the reason why i went with um samedo uh is because wolves have a really good run of fixtures um and i think Semedo is going to be a good part of that um, from an attacking point of view as well so over the last kind of few game weeks I've seen him playing a lot more of an attacking position he's playing kind of he was right wing back now he's gone to right back it depends if they're playing because they're playing in a four now rather than a five right Mm. so um it depends whether or not they're going to go back to a five from whether or not he's worth it from an attacking point of view but definitely from a defensive point of view And on the weekend i think he got the four bonus points as well um so his ownership's only 2.6 percent um he's got 85 fpl points um and he's averaging 3.1 FPL points per 90, not great over the course of the season. But when you look at their fixtures coming up, I think that's what's kind of um, swaying me towards a Wolves defender. They've got Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton in the next four. Definitely worth looking at for a Wolves defender. Um, I don't know what the impact of uh, Neto being out is going to be. And then obviously Neves has got COVID as well, so I'm not sure what the impact of on the Wolves' defence will be on that. Do you do you, do you know how that would have impact them?
1: So I think that um, yeah, Wolves will probably might revert back to that back five um, with Neto and Neves both out. Um, where yeah, will play Bowley, Cody size um eight nori at the moment because johnny's out um and then sameda on the other side so i think it actually um is more yeah it's more of a plus towards samedo um it's it'll be interesting to see what happens when neves is back um whether he goes back into the four four two 4 2 again um but it just makes sense that um yeah he's reverts back to that free, and they're a much better team when they play that three slash five at the back um i think it suits their the way that they set up um so yeah i i think it's a interesting one but yeah i think it's worth a gamble um yeah it's only 5.2 so it's not like you're gambling on um like someone that's going to cost you a bit more it's quite an easy little upgrade that you can do Um, from someone that's like around that five million mark
0: yeah I think attacking you know figures always for defenders are going to be crap over you know when you're looking over a whole season Um, so I wouldn't necessarily pay too much attention for that but obviously the clean sheets is the bread and butter and that's what I think Wolves will be able to do for their next kind of four or five game weeks at least Mm. Um, right do you want to go with and talk through your differential
1: Yeah. So we've gone with Ricardo Pereira at 5.9 million. So a bit more on the expensive side, but his ownership is only 0.7%, which is, is crazy, but he he has spent a long time injured. Um, So yeah, only 26 points, um, but 2.8 points per 90. Um, I think on Sunday I was, I was obviously, yeah. And then he
0: scored a goal.
1: Yeah, I was watching the game and we almost saw him like back to his best, like really, really, um, causing trouble down that right-hand side, um, playing really advanced, um, for a right back. Um, and like for the last what, five, 10 minutes, he was pretty much camped in, the, um, in the final third on that right-hand side, just pinging balls in, um, I think with Leicester's fixtures like it's like Wolves um over the next few weeks like Leicester they've got West Brom at home Palace at home Southampton away Newcastle at home like those next four fixtures um for Leicester like despite uh like we mentioned earlier that um they could fall away um I think that it's a big moment these next four fixtures for for Leicester and um if they do come out result with results in all four of them, which they need results from all four of them um, to have a chance of sort of staying in control of their destiny for the champions league. Um, I think he will be, he'll pick up some returns along the way, um, whether it be clean sheets or um, you'd like to think he'd pick up an assist or two. Um, But yeah, I, It's, it's hard, um, to like, yeah, like you said, go going with the stats, um, over this season, um, but yeah, he's, because he's been injured for so long, um, it just means that what you're looking at is lots of stats from him, um, sort of getting back to full fitness, um like, because at the start of the season, he started the season injured, came back, then he got injured again. Now he's just come back in the last like, six or seven weeks. Um, And it's just taken him some time to kind of get back into the pace. But he he really impressed me the other day against West Ham. What do you think about Ricardo Pereira? Yeah,
0: really good option. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for Fabianski's fucking superb save, he would have scored a goal. But Hmm. that I, I saw that and I was like, this is a goal it's a goal. I can't believe Fabianski saved that. It was so good. Or it was good. Or I thought we gave away a penalty. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a really, really good option.
1: Yeah, especially at like 0.7%. Um, yeah. I think the only thing that would put me off is his price tag. Um, I think if you were bringing him in, it would be um, for one of the probably one of the city guys um like Diaz Cancelo um Stones it will be one of those three that you're bringing you're moving out for Pereira and I I I think it's actually a good move because I think overall you're going to get more minutes and more game time um out of Pereira than you are any of the city defenders um because I can only see them um starting three maybe four games each um, between now and the end of the season. And even if they start, you can't guarantee they're going to make 60 minutes with a clean sheet. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I'd, I, I'd almost definitely, if I still had Diaz or well, Diaz stones, uh, Cancelo, then I'd be looking at Pereira or Samedo as a replacement. Um, cause yeah, both can get returns, especially for these next yeah, four or five weeks.
0: Alright, so let's move on to midfielders. So for my midfielder, I've chosen Mason Greenwood. Um, he's looked really good in the last few games, especially. Uh, price tag of only 7 million and an ownership of only 2%. Um, he's had 67 FPL points and FPL points per night is 4.3. So he doesn't play a huge amount of games, but with Martial now out for the season, I can see him starting a lot more games. I know he didn't start on the weekend, but he came off the bench and got a goal and assist, right? Um it was a goal and assist, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he got a yeah, goal. Did, assist. Yeah, he Yeah.
0: Um, but he looked really good in that last kind of, I think it was 17 minutes that he played or something like that. Um uh, his XG over 90 0.3 is XA's 0.1. Again, these stats don't tell you a lot. Um, but big chances eight big chances three goals and two assists three goals and two assists for the season but if you put that into perspective of over the last couple of games he's had two goals and one assist in the last two so you can kind of see from that his season really hasn't been uh as what we thought it was going to be um but he's starting to get into that first 11 now um switching in between Europe and um and in the Premier League, and the fact that now Martial is out, I think that really helps him. Um, and for seven million, I think he's really a really good pump. For the rest I mean, of the season. Uh, he, what do you think as a United fan? I
1: mean, he started off the season. I mean, there was the whole thing in where was it? Norway, Iceland, Iceland, um, where yeah, there was the incident in his hotel room. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with who was it with? Was it with Sancho? Was it with Jaden Sancho? Um, but yeah, he... he no, I think Phil Foden. That was it, Phil Foden, um, where I think, I think he was punished by the club. I think they were obviously both punished by England, but I think they were both punished by their clubs respectively as well. Um, and I think with Foden, you didn't see it as much, but with Greenwood, I think it really affected his confidence because um, he does seem like a um, very quiet type of player. Um, and yeah, I think the whole situation, I think it just struck his confidence a little bit negatively. Um, and it's meant he struggled to find some form, um, especially after how he finished, um, last season, like in the project restart, he was brilliant. Like I think he scored, I think he was just under a goal a game during project restart. Um, see my only concern with him is still rotation. Um, so it's something that I've had to think about, and like I've like I, I think he'll start against Burnley, um, but against Leeds, I don't think he will. Um, I think Ollie would opt for, and like that's the fixture that you really, really would want, want
0: him, yeah,
1: want him. And I think Ollie will go for Dan James against Leeds, um, which he did in the return fixture earlier on in the season, um, because he'll want like someone that's going to do the, do all of that running, lots of energy, um, get up and down the pitch and that's Dan James. Like he, that's the job he does for Ollie. Um, and it showed in the first game earlier in the season, like Dan James was put in there to do that job. Um, so I, I think actually Greenwood might miss out, um, of that fixture. Um, Liverpool, um, again, it'll be Dan James, um, because Liverpool, obviously they play, um, Robertson and Trent going all the way up. So United will look to break on them, um, and break quickly. And, uh, yeah, we saw in both the FA cup and the league game, um, when was that in February, January, um, Dan James started both of them. Um, but then yeah, Villa, Leicester, Fulham, Wolves, um, yeah, definite options, but That's going like off the previous experience from earlier in the season. Now, he might have just played his way in to securing himself in those leads in Liverpool games, Um, especially if he doesn't have a good performance against Burnley. But I don't think he's as locked as people might think. Um, And that's, so that's my concern with him. But he could come on um like he did against Spurs and come away with returns, especially if United when he if he comes on and United chasing game, he rarely returns. But if they're comfortable and he can get that like extra second um then he can really punish teams. So it'll be interesting. Um yeah, you know, if he starts against Burnley and returns, I can see him starting against Leeds, but if he doesn't then I think he'll be on the bench for Leeds and Liverpool.
0: Um, right, you're gonna go for your option. So I've picked um,
1: another United midfielder that I think, um, is more or less locked in, um, and he'll definitely start every game for the rest of the season. He's only 1.5% owned and his name is Paul Pogba. Um, 7.6 million. Um, he's dropped from, I think he started the season at eight. Um, so he's had a few price drops that makes him a little bit more affordable than, I think we spoke about him in January, um, when he was still 7.9 and it was just still a bit too much for him. Um, but he's got 77 FPL points. God knows how <laughs> <I can't laughs> like he's just, he's just snuck, snuck through them. I mean, you've got to think he had halls against, uh, West Ham against Burnley, um, uh, where he was getting double figure returns, so uh, like probably a third of his, um, FPL points of the season might be in that West Ham on away and that Burnley at home fixture, um, shots per night, 1.4, um, 0. 0.6 shots on target per 90, um, his XG and XA, not very good. Um. He's created three big chances. He's had six big chances come away with three goals and four assists. Um, I think, yeah, his shots and shots on target. It just, I don't think it's very true because he's always been the type, um, although he he might not be anymore, um, that likes to pull the trigger from range. Like he picks the ball up in that 25, 30 yard like pocket. Um, and he, he likes to have a shot and we've seen it a few times well against west ham he picked the ball up in that pocket and scored didn't he um early on in the season um he just there's a confidence and a swagger about him at the moment um and we saw um in the build up to greenwood's goal the third one against spurs on sunday um we saw that confidence he picked the ball up um like it was well, it's about twenty yards from the halfway line. Um and he shrugged off two Spurs defenders and then just laid the ball off for Greenwood, who's then um taken on Dyer and absolutely spanked it past Larice. Um but it was that it's that confidence, like showing that that um 'cause he doesn't have pace, he's just got this power and his ability to keep control of the ball when um he's got defenders around him. Um and I think there's more returns in him, um, this season. Um, I, I'd be very disappointed now if Paul Pogba doesn't remain a United player in the summer, um, because I think he'll play a big part in us challenging next season. Um, and if we sold him, um, yeah, I'd, I think we'd need to fill another spot because um, he's a definite starter now, and he gives us that opportunity where, where before uh, in earlier on the season, where we were playing two holding midfielders all of the time, um, yeah, he comes in and we're able to like play instead of playing Matic and Fred, we're able to play with Tom and Ian Fred um, because you've got Pogba and Bruno that are happy to do like some defensive work as well as getting forward, um, to cover for McTominay going forward. So yeah, I think it makes United a better team with him there. Um, and I think that's why I'd pick him over Greenwood at the moment. Um, just for that. I know that he's starting every game whilst Greenwood, he could, he could come on, he might not. But the lightness is he does come on for like a 5, 10, 15 minute cameo at the end. And if you're starting him, then in like you, if you're if you bringing him into your team, you're bringing him in to start him with the fixtures that United have got left. And if you're bringing him in to start him, you want him starting the games. You don't want to yeah. be relying on him coming on 15 minutes to go and coming away with 11 points uh, every week. Um, so... I think they're two really good options. Um, another one that I'd thought of, and I almost had him as my like top option is, uh, St. Maximin. um, he's still, I think he's like 3.5% owned. Um, but he, he came on and just changed the game, um, the other day for Newcastle. And I can see here if Newcastle do stay out, I think with St. Maximin and Wilson there, I think they can, uh, come away from these last few games, um, with a point or like enough to keep them up. Um, whereas if they didn't have St. Maximin and Wilson there, then I think they'd have really struggled, but he looks like he's fit and he's ready to go and ready to fight. Um, so Um, he, he he could be worth a little gamble
0: few other options i like as well is bowen as we or who we spoke about earlier um Havert as well and uh, the other Pereira of west brom i think it, yeah. you know west brom have got tough fixtures but um i think if they are going to do anything he's the person that's going to perform for them he's on penalties as well um he's done really well over the last couple of games he scored two goals against chelsea he scored a goal against southampton um so I think he's a, a good option um right should we look at forwards yep so the four that i went for is matteo vidra um who i said would be a good pick for a wild card and you said no and now you might be picking him in your fpl team this week and um, so i'm glad i persuaded you on that one um 4.8 million 1.6 ownership um Obviously, his performance mainly has been good over the last few games. So uh, over the course of, you know, this season, he hasn't been great because he hasn't obviously been playing. He's had 48 um, points and 4.2 FPL points per 90. He scored three goals and one assist. And I think they've all come within the last few games. Um, he He's formed a really, really good partnership with... Um, wood and i think he kind of you know with barnes injured i think he gets that that main spot so in the last so in game week 27 28 30 and 31 so his last four games he scored three goals and two assists so they've all come in the last few games um uh actually no that's chris wood so vidra sorry so vidra in his last three games has got two goals and an assist um he's one of those that's on form and I think for 4.8 million you know he's not a bad option if you bring up their fixtures Rob I think they've got three good fixtures that you could start him in so you've got um Wolves in 33 you've got uh Fulham in 35 Leeds in thirty six, Sheffield United in thirty eight, so four out of seven fixtures. You can't West Ham in thirty four. No, not West Ham in thirty four.
1: Against that leaky defence.
0: <laughs> Depends. Depends how how we're playing. Um, but, it but always, if you're going you know, three
1: if you're going three up every game and letting me have a team score
0: twice, then Then, then maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of Vidra?
1: Um yeah, I, I... I've, I think this weekend uh, it won me around. Um, and with Barnes out, um, and his price at four point eight, um, because like you don't have to play him every week, um, so he can be like a bit of bench fodder as well. Um, he's a more rel- reliable sub five million player than Ryan Brewster. Anyone. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, definitely.
1: Which who is still in an insane. And, I think he's still like around the ten percent own mark. Ryan Brewster is. He probably. hasn't
0: scored yet for Sheffield United, has yeah. he?
1: And I don't know why he's still in people's teams. It's because he's the cheapest forward. Yeah. That that does play, um, whether you call it playing or not is a another <laughs> question. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about uh, shortly, like my planned move for this week and. Yeah, he's part of that because of that price tag. He's an enabler um, for me to do something else this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I I really like him as a, um, yeah, as a pick moving forward. Um, yeah, for a couple of the fixtures and like, like you said, yeah, United, he's not going to get anything, but like you wouldn't start him anyway. Um, but potentially, yeah, Wolves, West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, um, Sheffield United, um, in those other like five of those last six fixtures. Um, I think there's a potential for returns. Um, Liverpool, you could, I mean, you could even get a, uh, a return against Liverpool. You don't know, um, Burnley beat Liverpool a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, you don't know. I think, I think he's got two or three goals in him between now and the end of the season.
0: Right. What was your forward?
1: And so my forward is Gabriel Jesus, um, only owned by 3.2%. Um, his price tag 9.2 million, um, 77 points, 5.4 points per 90, um, has two and a half shots per 90 of which, uh, about three quarters of them, uh, on target. Um, uh, XG per 90 of 0.4, XA of 0.2. Um, he has three shot creating actions per 90, um, has created four big chances over the season has had 13 big chances, um, wow. of which he's come away with eight goals and three assists. Um, I think with Man City going deep, deep, deep into Europe. Um, he's going to be starting pretty much every game. Um, I think when he, with it looking like Pep's going to keep De Bruyne fairly wrapped up, um, not risk him anywhere at this stage of the season, um, maybe give him the old cameo, just, uh, keep his legs going. Um, yeah, if, if that's happening, then Jesus starts more, um, because he can play in that he can play as a false nine or as a number nine. Um, and so I can see him getting chances, um, and coming away with returns. Cause even with their second team out, they are a strong side still. Um, and you're going to expect over the next few weeks that city are going to have their second team out. Um, it's also worth noting that, uh, if they make the FA cup final. So they've got the semi-final this weekend against Chelsea. If they do beat Chelsea, they will have a double game week, um, between now and the end of the season, um, which it is worth, uh, yeah, keeping an eye on that. Um, although I think that might depend on whether some game a game, one of the game weeks gets moved around, um, to create. Uh, this opportunity for all the, all the sides to have fans for one home game this season. Um, so yeah, it's worth keeping that in mind. Um, but again, there's no guarantee, especially if city at that point are in. The, um, semi-finals of the champions league or the final of the champions league, whether anyone starts both games, I doubt anyone will, um, if they have a double game week, um. The only worrying thing is, yeah, obviously the blank in 33, would you have him in 33 or would you bring him in, um, after, after that, for when they play palace, um, in game week 34, um, I think it's, it's hard to ignore, um, but I wouldn't, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those where you have to kind of weigh up lots of pros and cons with him, um, because there is a lot of pros, um, him playing for the champions elect, um, probably playing up like as a number nine for the champions elect, but then the cons are, um, there may be the odd game that Aguero will start. I think that in 38 Aguero starts, um, whether it's just for people have tipped it for 16 minutes. Um, and then he gets hooked off to 16 minutes a la John Terry. Um, or yeah, we don't, we don't know. I think a lot of, um, things of city, um, will all depend on, uh, what happens in their champions league games. Um, because if they do get to the final, that's the holy grail for them. Um, and I think if they're in the final then he doesn't play. He doesn't start the final. So he'd start like the last two game weeks. But if they're not in the final, then Pep might go right, we'll just finish strongly in the league and blow away the last couple of couple of teams. Um, And Aguero would start to give him that little swan song.
0: Um, Indeed. Right. So anything else on differentials?
1: Not really. Um, Another one. Like forward, Edison Cavani. Um,
0: yes. Good option.
1: Like we spoke about Martial being out. Um, he was really impressive against Spurs on Sunday. Um, he's slowly creeping up to that 5% mark. Um, I expect by deadline on Friday for him to be, um, yeah, well over that 5% mark, especially with the returns last week. Um, but yeah, Martial's out. I think he will start in that center forward position for United, um, and then whether it be, there'll be Rashford on the left and it'll be one of Greenwood, Dan James, uh, on the right hand side, um, so yeah, although the, yeah, against Spurs the other day, it was Rashford on the right and Pogba on the left. Um, but I think it all depends on the opposition. Uh, I think there'll be times when against the weaker sides, like this weekend, I think yeah it'll be Cavani, Rashford and one of Greenwood or James, um, playing as that in that front three, but against like Liverpool it will be, uh, Rashford, Pogba, Cavani. Like yeah, if, but I think, yeah, if you were gonna gamble on the like differentials at United, I'd I'd say it's like, yeah, Pogba, Greenwood, Cavani, um,
0: not necessarily in that order though okay right so uh before we quickly talk about what our plans are for this week we had one question in and it basically answers itself so the question was from uh from fpl summers at summerfield matt Spurs defense for the double is it a trap yes and he (laughs) put that himself so to be honest with you i agree yes it is a trap um what do you think
1: yeah I, i mean i did tinkle with the idea of having a uh, in on, my wild card. Um, but after their performance against United defensively, I just, I think, yeah, you might get, you might get an assist out of, um, him. Um, but I think that's all you're going to get. Um, yeah, if, if you've got Loretta already, yeah, obviously play him. Um, cause you're getting 180 minutes out of him and two shots at a clean sheet. Um, but I wouldn't be buying anyone. Um, f- well, not buying. I wouldn't say not buying anyone from Spurs. I wouldn't be buying any Spurs defensive assets.
0: Um, yeah. Agreed. Right. So let's quickly talk about our teams. I'll go through. Uh, well, you yeah, as you got it up, you can go through yours. Um
1: So what I'm thinking of doing is um, because of th- the netto injury. I wasn't I spoke about last week that I wasn't thinking about um taking a hit, but the disappointing performance from Southampton plus the netto injury um makes it a good chance to just attack the game attack the Spurs double. Um now this also paired up with the disappointing performance by Everton. Um so yeah the combination of disappointing Everton performance and Southampton performance has meant, I thought, right, go Ings to Vidra and Neto to Sun. Um, I think it's a low risk, high reward, uh, minus four because of the double game week. I'm effectively only taking a minus two because I'm going to get two, two starts from Sun, And he's not one of these players that comes off at 60, 60 minutes. Um, he'll play plenty of the games and he does look, um, yeah, it looks like he's back to full fitness and raring to go. He picked up the goal the other day. Um, we won't talk about his, uh, fingernail scrape to the face that almost <laughs> put him in hospital. Um, but yeah, I, 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 think it's an opportunity to just attack the game week. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more or less a hundred percent sure that. That will be my moves this week. Um, I can't think of anything to go against that. Um, would you agree?
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Fine move. It's, I mean, um, I, I don't like the minus four after a, a wild card personally, but um, I think it's quite important for you to to get Sun in um, with the double game week. Um, you don't want to lose Salah or Fernandez, um, which I understand. So the logical move is Sun uh finetto and things to bidra i don't see anything wrong with that
1: yeah it's it's just it makes sense and yeah it's i think it's better to uh yeah try and just be really aggressive with it um this week and um yeah i think the effective ownership of kane and son um together this week is just going to be insane because everyone's going to be captaining one of them as well um
0: the only difference with our front eight now is going to be Fernandez versus Vardy.
1: I think Fernandez outscores Vardy between now and the end of the season.
0: Interesting. We'll see I what f- happens. I think,
1: I think he does just by the way that he's
0: performed in the last... That's going to be, I think, the only difference in our front eight. Um,
1: so what are your plans? this year? Oh,
0: I'm just going to roll, make- mate. There's no... I don't need to do anything. Um, because my bench is looking quite hard to be honest like this week so um on my bench my first sub is Rudiger my second sub is Masawaku my third sub is Rafinha um so I've got a bench and headache to be honest with you and I don't need to do anything yeah. so I'm just gonna roll
1: nice to roll and then probably ship out Kane and son after the double <laughs>
0: they've got they've got two good fixtures after that um so oh yeah afterwards
1: they've, they've got or oh, they've got the blank so you'd probably the want the blank to
0: one out um i don't know i don't know maybe i'll have a look they've got Sheffield united leads walls villa to end the season i don't know maybe depends how sun plays i don't think i can see myself moving Kane. maybe sun maybe if i can get sun in for fernandez make some money somewhere else i don't know some, some... Uh, to be honest with you i'm going to try and go without fernandez for the season um I to think... try and make some grounds elsewhere because 60 he's 60 percent owned like if i can gamble on fernandez staying relatively quiet for the season rest of the season and going for a differential like greenwood or Bowen or someone like that i could make a lot of ground
1: i think um yeah, in 33, Sun to either Greenwood or Pogba would be like a really good move because they've got they've got that Leeds fixture um, where I think it, it would just be a ridiculously high-scoring game. I'm really looking forward to it, partly because I fucking hate Leeds. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, the first game was really exciting to watch and I can imagine this being exactly the same. Um, yeah, I think... I might be doing something like that, like I'll bring in Sun, um, as part of a hit this week for the double, but then shifting onto either Pogba or Greenwood, um, in 33, um, or doing Kane to Cavani in 33. Um, yeah, just how, like trying to think, um, trying to think ahead, but I don't, if I bring in, um, Sun and have both Sun and Kane, I don't want them both sitting on my bench. In thirty-three, I want to be investing that money in Leicester, Liverpool, United, um, where they've got the like the fixtures that you can get some returns from. Um, So yeah, it will be one to think about. But yeah, not not for this week. It will be something to think about next week
0: okay so that's the end of the pod slightly different pods we spent half the time talking about not fpl stop it's good to get perspective on the top four life as we might i might be uh living that life soon uh, as a as a in the champions league um anything from you before we end the pod rob um
1: no i mean still we had uh one more uh, representative jump in. So we've got Finland filled, um, for our build up to Euro 2020. Um, so I think now it's just Russia, Ukraine Russia. and Croatia, um, that we're looking for. So if you are from or know of anyone from Russia, Ukraine or Croatia, um, yeah, please just drop us a DM and, uh, on Twitter or, um, reply to any of our posts, um, or tag people in because it'd be great to be able to fill those last three um, and start organising um, how we're going to record 24 pods um, in about 14 days. Um, yes.
0: Yeah, so. What well, are we calling this the 24 and 14? Like Planet FPL called their 30 and 30. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's going to be insane. I think, I think we decided last week it will be in the two weeks leading up to the tournament, um, the squads get announced on the 11th of May. I think that's the deadline. Um, and then from about the 14th or 15th, um, we'll be recording. And then they'll be going out from around two weeks before, um, yeah, every day, two pods, um, going out, um, one at week one pod at the weekends. Um, so there'll be loads of content, um, for people to listen to and get a bit of background info from some of the lesser known countries. I'm really looking forward to, uh, chatting with, uh, who was it? I've forgotten what the guy's name was from North Macedonia. That's, that's going to be fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all going to be fascinating chats. Um, like there'll probably be some arguments about, uh, the England, um, England one, because. Yeah, won't be arguing about who should be in the squad like we saw Carragher and Neville talking about. It'll be arguing about who fucking starts in the squad because, um, yeah, there's so it's it's one thing picking the England squad at the moment, and it's a completely different ball game trying to nail it down to eleven players, um, let alone the twenty-two. But yeah, really looking forward to that.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, Your feedback is really important to us, um, so please let us know how you find the pods. Um, You can find us on Twitter, FPL underscore happy hour. We're also on a number of podcasts, including Spotify and Google Podcasts and our YouTube channel, FPL Happy Hour. Please subscribe, like, and share um, on Twitter um, until Thursday. So we're going to be live streaming on Thursday. Um, We'll speak to you then. Take care.
1: Cheers, guys. Thank you.